0: aboard the battleship pretension i am tyler smith i am david Batts. and thank you for listening david yes how you
1: doing you want to know how i'm doing i just asked i'm doing great okay because i had an experience today that i've never had before in oh my life. Way. so i haven't uh mentioned the podcast but i'm a 35 year old man i've mentioned that part mm-hmm. who has bitten his fingernails chewed his fingernails since he was a kid okay. about a month ago i finally kicked the habit i have stopped biting my fingernails for a month or so. Okay. My fingernails were obviously growing. <laughs> and yeah. so today I did something I had never, ever done before. I got a manicure. Oh, let me it, see. Uh, it was a delightful experience, but also weirdly boring. I can see that. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, I would, but yeah, uh, would recommend, uh, would do again. I will get into the manicure. I'm feeling good. Uh, it's the, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, a nail trim, but then there's also soaking and massaging and like buffing. And then there's the cuticles, which I think was the part where this poor woman really earned her tip because I had obviously never had a manicure before. And she was just like, she, that not to be gross, but she was pulling away cuticle stuff like a magician pulling like a never ending like bandana out of their sleeve. Like I was like, Oh my God, how much are you getting out of each? That sounds painful. Th- Is it painful? No, it's very, it's weirdly relaxing, but also, Weirdly boring.
0: <laughs> Jen says that I, uh, that I should get a manicure and a pedicure. Um, I also, my, yeah, I my also wife... have never done it. You and I should do it together, David.
1: Um, yeah, my wife is also like, yeah, you should get a pedicure. I don't care about a pe- like I'll just trim my toenails. I don't care about a pedicure. No one sees my toes except for my wife. I, I don't wear open-toed shoes. That's true. I go to a pool maybe twice a year. Um, um, Which is yeah. weird because you used to be a swimmer. Uh, yeah, I think I got it all out of my system. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, so you asked me how I'm doing. I'm manicured, feeling fresh. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm doing. All right, and relaxed. I can tell. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, look, here's the thing. We've got places to be mm-hmm. and people to talk to. Well, one person. That's the only person I give a shit about right now, <laughs> and I'm including you in that, David. And I knew you were. Um, so, okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and get these ads out of the way, but not not too quick, because these are important, all right, listeners? So just, just shut up and listen. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Mubi a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, movies curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only eight ninety nine a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. All right. Currently available on Movie is Kate Plays Christine, a 2016 documentary by Robert Green. Uh, In it, Green follows actress Caitlin Scheil uh, as she prepares to play the role of Christine Shubuck. I don't know exactly how you say it. I don't know. But listeners uh, might know that there was a narrative film called Christine starring Rebecca Hall. They were both at Sundance at the same time. Which is crazy it was to weird. me. It's like uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano but sadder. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so she was a, a newscaster who committed suicide live on the air in 1974. Um, so over at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't necessarily like to quote, but uh, it's all very positive stuff uh, <laughs> over there. Uh, and they describe uh, the film because it is a documentary, but we're following an actress playing the the, the real person. It's very strange. And so uh, they say that it blurs the line between fact and reality uh, and genre. And then this one is really interesting to me because I just uh, TA'd for that uh, film history class, so this has been on my mind the last year or so. Uh, a film called Edward Mybridge Zooprexographer. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, directed by Tom Anderson, oh yeah, the man behind Los Angeles plays itself in this film, Anderson recreates the photographic motion study experiments of Edward Mybridge, one of the founding fathers of cinema uh, and yeah, if listeners, if you're interested in the early days of uh, cinema he the idea I think he was the one that um shot like a horse in motion right. because there was a bet about is there ever a time when when all four of the horses feet are off the ground and so they had him shoot in rapid succession. Watch the there.
1: movie to find out uh good i was about
0: to say yes well yeah. done david uh you'll have to uh, go to mubi and find out and thankfully there is a special offer for listeners of battleship pretension you can try mubi free for one month just go to mubi.com that's m-u-b-i.com slash battleship to redeem now
1: and I, while I have your attention, uh would like to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great, they sound great, um and they're available at a low low price over at tweakedaudio.com. Um uh, what else did I? What else do I usually say? Uh Is that oh, about what you've been listening to. Lately? Oh yeah, because Ty, cause Tyler and I don't just you know shill for Tweaked. We use Tweaked right. Audio earbuds, so I like to say what I was listening to. I was on a sad note. of listening to uh, this band Cave In because okay. uh, their bass player died last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like probably one third of all my music listening is dictated at this point by who died recently. I I feel like that's sad, but I like every, every time it seems like once a week someone dies and I'm like, I should go back and listen to a bunch of that stuff. Um, so yeah. um, I was listening to Cave In today, uh, and it sounded great. Um, I was able to pay my respects uh, because it sounded so great. You can get your own pair and pay respects to whatever uh, late musicians uh, you want by listening to their music. By going to tweakedaudio.com, like I said, they're available at a low, low price. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Tyler? Yes. Let's get into it, shall we? All right. Who's our guest? It is comedian,
0: and I like to think oh, I don't like that face she was making, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, general iconoclast, I like to think. Brandy Posey. Brandy, Aww, how are you
2: doing? thank you. Thank you, thank you. I was just excited um, to be noticed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I
2: was like, oh, this is exciting. I, can, I, love, being, I love hearing myself described by other people, because I'm like, what is? what do you think of me? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, you know see. what I mean? It's nice.
1: I'm sorry that I only I mean, said... You know, Iconoclast is You said two things. I, w- I would have run it out with Independence Day fan <laughs> <Because laughs> I love
2: that ID4 that, and that, that ID4 too. <laughs> I don't um, care. I don't care that it's bad.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't see, what was it called? Uh, uh,
2: it doesn't matter. Is it, Resurgence. Is that right? Insur You know, insurrection is Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something it like that.
0: It's, is it? it's not
2: retaliation red, red. or resurgence.
0: I don't remember. It's one of those. It's something Who like that. A shit? It, do, it really I, reciprocation. Yeah. That's it. Yes.
2: Um, We've worked harder on the title. Respiratory. Than they did, so it's fine. <laughs> so how you been? I've been doing pretty good. Um, talking about dead artists. It's funny because I'm always like either in like a weird, I'm either on the road and I've been alone for too long, um, which is when Tom Petty died, I'd been on the road and I hadn't really seen anybody that I'd been good friends with for like a couple of weeks at that point. So I just was like driving through Iowa, just blasting Tom Petty, going 120 miles an hour because you're just like. You gotta get
3: through Iowa. I was like, Actually, I was just either. like
2: feeling him running down a dream came on and yeah. I was just like, that's like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if I get pulled over, I'm not turning down the music, I want the cop. To realize, I feel like a Midwest cop would be like, all right, Tom Petty, I know, I know. It's sad. It's sad to lose him.
0: Yeah. Um, so you're saying you won't back down? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Never. <laughs> um, and when, I've, I've, been, I've been a Lyft driver in the past, and I, um, when the Golden Globes, that David Bowie died, mm-hmm. that night, I drove afterwards. Because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to mm-hmm. drive. And driving for Lyft in Los Angeles on award show nights is the best night to drive sure. because you pick up people that are trying to go, that are going to after parties that they've been invited to, but you're also picking up people that are going to after parties that they are not invited to. Oh. So you get to like watch people like try to figure out how to get into Elton John's Oscar <laughs> parties and stuff. <laughs> you're just like a very low rent. Ocean's 11 <laughs> it feels good. But on that night I was driving as a golden globes and I like, was I just put Black Star on because I was like I'm just going to play this people are going to find out it's like I'm going to be I will be the person that like breaks David Bowie's death to people I'm a good person for that I like to think you know for a Lyft driver to break the news of an iconoclast Uh death I mean I feel like one to another (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I I uh, I remember Walter Cronkite (laughs) yeah exactly I am the Walter Cronkite of alternative comedy (laughs) that's what's been said of me right now in this moment and that's it (laughs) um but I remember I drove like this this couple on that night that um well, couple is a strong word. I picked them up. So clearly, the guy was like an assistant or something, and I just graduated from like UCLA film school or something, and he was like a hotshot assistant.
1: So I know someone who just graduated from UCLA film school or is going to graduate. Yeah, yeah. hey, and I'm a fucking hotshot. Yeah, <laughs>
2: this was this is your ghost of Christmas future. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> and clearly, his date was a girl that he had to have had like a, a crush on him when he was still in school. Cause I think she, she still lived in the dorms mm. and they came outside afterwards and obviously they just heard about David Bowie's death and she was so bummed and she just wanted to go home. And he you could tell this would have been like, I got an assistant job. We're going to the Globes. This is the night it's going to happen. And then David Bowie died. Oh. It's like the biggest cock block <laughs> of all time. <laughs> and I just like kept being like, where do you guys want me to take you? Cause he wouldn't give me an address. And she was like, I want to go back to my dorm. So I was like, oh, God, I'm taking my dorm. Okay. So I drove them there. They got into a fight outside for like 15 minutes. He comes back to the car by himself, just like Charlie Browning it up, real sad. (laughs) And then I just like drove him to like basically skid row. It's like where he lives. I was like, Oh no, your night, your night is not, that tux is rented. This is, uh, and that's why you should be a lift driver in Los Angeles. It was an amazing, it was an amazing night. And that's what I think of when I think about David Bowie. How
0: how many lift stories? I know that this isn't why we're here, but, uh, How many love stories have I told on the air? I've told you all of my stories, David, but mm, I don't remember if right. I told any on the air.
1: You've told me your top three, at least. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if you told any on the air. Oh, all right. Because I don't know that you should necessarily. Like, yeah. You've they, got some they are either, that are too hot for TV. Yeah, they're
3: either. Yeah, that'll
0: happen. <laughs> very funny uh-huh. or very sad, <laughs> often both yep. uh, within one ride. And when you, yeah, when you drive like late at night, like there are people who treat you like a bartender and they just tell you everything that just happened.
1: Yeah. "Ah." The one that you told me that I remember the best, well, no, not the one I remember. No, I remember the best. I'm not going to say. We'll save it for off mic. Um, But the one you picked up a girl who was using her boyfriend's. Account, like her boyfriend mm-hmm. got her a lift and you took her to meet her side dude yeah. and then they picked her, her up. Her ex fiance that she had a restraining order against <laughs> that she was still oh, sleeping girl. with. He got in the car and they made out in the back <laughs> of your car he all got- on her boyfriend's <laughs> time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lift
3: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: He got in the car. They started making out. Yep. They had me drive them to a drugstore. He got out and well, I was waited- a drugstore. Uh, sorry, I mean like a CVS, like, like, like a Rite Aid. Okay, CVS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so, <laughs> so
2: a marijuana just disp- a shop.
0: <laughs> Two <sorry>. keys, mini. <laughs> mm. So he, uh, <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he was gone, and uh, so she was just in there, and she's like, "We got to be real careful." Why? She goes, Well, because I have a restraining order out against him, and you know, like, I don't want people to see us together. And I said, Oh my God. Well, not that it's any business of mine, <laughs> which is a phrase I find myself saying more than I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, not that it's any business of mine, but you could just lift the restraining order. She's like, Ah, it's complicated.
3: And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it is.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So then he gets back, and I take them to, uh, to his place. Yeah. And so, and I felt like, because what had happened, literally, yeah. I, when I was waiting for her, I got a call from a guy mm-hmm. because it was his, his account. He goes, hey, my girlfriend's coming down. She's going to. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I've got this guy's. Yeah. Can I call him back and be like, hey, I got bad news for you. <laughs> but I feel like that's probably like a.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, it's not like.
1: And you're less likely to get a five-star review at that that's point. That's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, 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 would, he give
2: would give five it a five-star review.
0: Or, I don't know. Maybe you yeah. ruined
1: his night and you're the, you're the messenger shoot, at that You're the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it was just a very. It's very, is it all very sordid. <laughs> so.
2: yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a live ride.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So silly. Well, I don't know how to transition. We, we have a we have a somewhat serious topic to discuss. Um, Although we can get into it speaking in a... Speaking of
2: weird sex yeah. stuff, <laughs> yeah, uh, is I, that a good... <laughs> the, a
0: there couple we go. weeks ago, here we go, I've got my own, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. which is a couple weeks ago, I was driving some uh, three um, uh, young Armenian women, and the mm-hmm. reason I mention is because they were speaking Armenian and then told me a lot about oh. what it is to be Armenian, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, there was... There are two of them in the back seat and one in the front seat, and they were celebrating the twenty-first birthday of of one of them, Never and uh, they were speaking Armenian back and forth and laughing in mm-hmm. a, like a very knowing way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I, I, this is not going to go great for yep. me." And sure enough, the one in the front seat says, so, "And I'm not." This is how she sounded. <laughs> she's and she's drunk she, and a twenty-one-year-old
1: yeah. 20 Southern yes. yes, Yeah.
0: Speaking Armenian did not imp- Impact her tone yeah, uh, yeah Or cadence And she's like So We're wondering And I was like Oh fuck oh, we No you? Like, Do you have a big dick?
3: <laughs> oh. And I was like
0: <laughs> uh, that's personal and I would rather not share it. And she's like, I bet it's big. And then she just went back to talking, speaking Armenian with her friends. And so oh my David, God. me too. Oh, oh, in, my gosh. Own,
2: in
1: my own way.
2: You got hashtag. Yeah. Oh, she didn't think it's bigger than my wedding <laughs> ring. <laughs> um,
1: okay. So this is oh, a wow. topic we talked about. this, I think on the, the movie journal. I think so. Yeah. Episode when we were talking about ready player one. Because we were talking about TJ Miller, T. J. Miller. Yeah, which right. now because the thing was, we were like, OK, TJ Miller has ready player one. And yeah. he's got Deadpool two coming Deadpool out. Coming out. Uh, what mm-hmm. are the ethics of enjoying or looking forward to yeah. that includes him? Now the TJ Miller story has gotten even uh, crazier, even crazier. Did you hear about this, Tyler? I guess not. God. So <laughs> I'm so glad like I'm just now. Like yesterday or two yesterday, days ago or something. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so glad that I get to tell you this story. Oh, man. man. T.J. Miller was arrested by the FBI yeah. for calling in a fake bomb threat on <laughs> a face. woman on a train that yeah. he got into an argument with saying she had a bomb in her bag. Extra yeah. level of this. He was so drunk, he got the number of the train wrong, and the FBI had to stop and search two different trains. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. That's- yes. You don't hear much
0: about you don't hear a lot of like FBI involvement when it comes to this kind of thing. No, Uh, you really don't. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, in addition to TJ Miller's already um, horrific behavior, yeah, he's already Uh, now he's uh, potentially. I mean, I doubt he will, but potentially facing a five year jail sentence. (laughs) Apparently,
2: I mean, Godspeed. Uh, I uh, I hope it's a fast trial. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's like this is like his OJ Simpson. Like stealing his own memorabilia yeah. for the rest of <laughs> right, it, and like right. what I actually want to happen, I'm like, uh, we could put you away. This is for the bomb threat, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's for you being a menace to everybody else, allegedly. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that I guess that we we've talked about um, going back years. Mm-hmm. You and I did an episode on the idea of separating the art from the artist, right. Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'll bet if I went back in listen to that now, I would probably feel like I was, uh, Mm unwoke at that time in, in advocating for separating Mm -hmm. the art from the artist and advocating for saying like, and I still, you know, saying Mm -hmm. that I do, I still do think apocalypto is a good movie, even Mm -hmm. though Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson is a monster, but I think I'm less willing to be strident or even evangelize about that Mm -hmm. because I've sort of realized people's experiences are different. And so now I feel like separating the art from the artist is more of a case-by-case case and person-to-person person basis. Yeah.
2: Well, it's also, like, more—it's probably more rampant. It has been proven to be more rampant than you assumed at the time, I would right. guess, too. At the
1: time, we were talking
0: about, like, Polanski, Woody yeah. Allen— and yeah. because it's me, probably Fatty Arbuckle.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, but now it's like, oh God, every, like, <laughs> ugh, yeah. you have to get rid of half your movie. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And we bit- had the Oscars this year, it was like, cool, Gary Oldman's here, James Franco's got stuff about him. Like, yeah, Mel Gibson's in the audience again. Great. Cool. Like we, we're all wearing pins and stuff, but we're still in giving, awarding people yeah. for stuff. Mel Gibson was in the audience. I think, I, so, or maybe okay. he was at the, uh, he was at Golden Globe. I thought I saw him I somewhere was, this year. I think it was
1: Golden Globes. Was okay. Golden
2: Globes this year. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, but, but I guess I, I, what I wanted to talk about, I guess I w- this is sort of like a way of revisiting that episode that you and I did, whatever it was, seven, mm. six or seven years ago, probably. Yeah. Um, uh, with a more, uh, you know, from a more educated stance mm-hmm. uh, and a more nuanced eye and also bringing in a guest. Um, well, <laughs> you get older
2: and you gain empathy and you gain wisdom as time goes on. So it's not like this isn't a blight on a former former thoughts you guys had
0: and yeah, either. And there's just been yeah. a lot more revelations since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. We could have done the episode two years ago or even maybe one year ago and there yeah. would have been more revelations since then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Yeah, um, and I know... Uh, it, but you—you you were just talking about getting rid of half half your movies. That's kind of where I want to like. Mm-hmm. I think someone started a website. I'm not sure if it's still running called like Rotten Apples or whatever, where you can like put in a movie and find out if anyone involved in the movie has these kind of allegations oh, or charges against them.
2: I mean, if that—if that's what we're going by, then there's a lot of shady grips in this town.
1: So. <laughs> I'm Sure.
2: <laughs> For down the IMDb page are we going?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it—but it, 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 it sort of—it sort of made me think of. Um, What, uh, what, um, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Ridley Scott. Jesus, I forgot Ridley Scott's name. Uh, when he was talking about reshooting Kevin Spacey's scenes and All the Money in the World, Mm -hmm. uh, what he said in a kind of, uh, cutting way, he was like, a lot of people, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, like, a lot of people put a lot of work into making this movie. I'd hate for it to not get seen because of the actions of one supporting actor. Yeah. Um, and... So that's th- that's kind of uh and, and then my so that was at the end of last year and then my wife and I had a similar like conversation it was christmas time and mm-hmm. we wanted to watch The Ref. You lo- the Ref's a great movie, a great christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um and we were like is it okay to enjoy <laughs> The Ref right now? We did end up watching it and it's still funny. <laughs> which, one, um, which one's The Ref? Uh The Ref is a Kevin Spacey movie. Oh, uh, okay. It's a Dennis Leary vehicle, yeah. I guess where Got he it. is a uh burglar on the run from the cops who takes hostage a fit to hide out from the cops mm-hmm. he takes hostage a, a a couple and their family and the couple is kevin spacey and gd davis and they're um they hate mm-hmm. each other and he ends up being hostage taker slash marriage therapist it's a very funny movie mm-hmm. um uh but it would, anyway I, I just sort of i've been thinking about these conversations a lot and then it it came up again i guess with the fact that tj miller has two movies coming out in a fairly short amount of time yeah. this year and so i wanted to bring, I wanted to reopen this and yeah. uh, ask you guys what you think. Uh, are you, uh, Brandy, are you looking, or are are you either looking forward to movies that have, that are still coming out that have, uh, bad actors, not bad actors, but bad actors bad in those yeah. <laughs> Or are there movies that you, st- from your past that you still enjoy despite the fact that, you know,
2: I mean, it's hard. Like I, I absolutely won't watch Deadpool 2 if he's in it because um, I know people that have been personally terrorized by T.J. Miller mm-hmm. uh, as a comedian so, so it's like I, I hate his face. I <laughs> I DM'd Ryan Reynolds on Instagram. There's no way he read it but uh-huh. I was like when the f- story came out I was like here's a Daily Beast article I know you've probably been sent to it by people that you know I want you to just read this and just like cut him out of your movie I like everything that you do I want to support you he needs to be gone. Cause like I don't know he he's just he's such a monster and he's been a monster for T J specifically is just like a terrorizing person that like I, I won't and I love I love Ryan Reynolds he's like my man
3: yeah
2: and I I won't I won't see the movie if he's in it because he's like his voice makes me ill yeah. like I because of like what I know that he's done to people and you know?
0: especially I feel like it's unique with him because. Mm-hmm he often is his character.
2: He is that guy.
0: Like you can't really Mm -hmm. separate the two. Not that, not that if he was like this amazing actor and really disappeared into the role, not that you would be more willing to see it. But like you said, like it's his voice, it's his face, it's his temperament. Everything about that character Mm -hmm. is the guy that also went and called in a bomb threat among other things.
2: He's like an agent of chaos (laughs) as a human. Yeah. Like that's like what he is. Like, I mean, he's, he's an awful, an awful human being. Um, so I won't be supporting any of his stuff. I mean, it's it's hard. Like my my feeling on it is, especially like. And my views on it have probably changed too. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Woody, Woody Allen fan, so that was never like a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because to me, a lot of his movies are just like him in an art gallery talking about how great New York is. Like, that's just like <laughs> what they feel like when I watch a lot of them. <laughs> and I don't like New York, so I'm just oh. like, oh, God, gotcha. I get it. Sorry, a lot of hot takes on hot the side of the table. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I haven't had it challenged too much, except for the last year or so. And my feeling now has just become like, uh, we live in a capitalist society where the only way that you matter to the world besides your vote is where you spend your money. You know, like that's just that... Oh, right, yeah. if, if, if we keep spending money on this stuff, it will continually get made. It's like that... What's that awful Netflix movie with Will Smith that got a sequel? Because everyone ironically right, watched right. it. Yeah. And it's like, that's getting a sequel because everyone watched it ironically. And I'm just like, I'm not going to my my pocketbook is like how i can exact change in some way because like we we live in a world where money is everything you know so to me it's like become like a part of like all right well i i can't spend money on this i if there's something specific that i want to see i i will buy a ticket to something else you know i but they just won't Mm -hmm. get my money at all yeah that's kind of my my big thing
0: yeah, it's the big one for me. I mean, obviously, there's so much stuff going on. But yeah. Roman Polanski is where it gets really, really mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. Because
1: he... I would the, think it would be less... I don't know. Well, I, I, should, I should let you... Obviously, I should just let you talk. Because... <laughs> yeah. The thing is... Um,
0: so I was uh, Tiang for a, a class, and uh, we watched uh, Repulsion,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: is a marvelous film. And... Because the class also counted as a as a humanities credit, like Mm. the professor said, "Hey, steer right into the the larger discussion." So I was like, "All right." And so, you know, I I asked the kids, like, you know, it has been said, it's been told to you, like, what Roman Polanski did. He did Mm -hmm. this after Repulsion, Mm -hmm. but of course, when you know that, you're going to read that into every film he does. Yeah, and I said, you know, how many people here think that you are. Never going to watch another Roman Polanski film. Mm-hmm. Some hands went up, and I mm-hmm. said, How many people think you probably will? Mm-hmm. Some hands went up. I said, All right, I, I don't think anybody mm-hmm. here should judge anybody else. Yeah. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I pulled up a whole just a, this long list of the movies mm-hmm. that he made, and I mm-hmm. said, Right here
3: mm-hmm.
0: is when he did what he did. Yeah. And it was very publicized. And that yeah. means actors, writers, mm-hmm. cinematographers for all of these movies were okay with working with this guy. Mm, yeah. And right here is when they gave him an Oscar, mm-hmm. knowing full well that he was not going to be able to accept it. Yeah. The very fact of him not being there was a reminder to everybody in that room that he, of what he did. Mm-hmm. And so like it's really complex, uh, mm-hmm. whether you're working with someone or watching something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason, you know, I'm still going to watch Chinatown is the thing. Yeah. But it's difficult for me because every, every dollar that I put into his pocket is a dollar that he specifically will, conti- will use to continue to evade justice. Like, yeah. I can draw a clear line mm-hmm. between those two things. For him, mm-hmm. because we didn't even get the satisfaction of him paying for yeah. his crime. Yeah. And so he's the one that, like, I, I'm, you know, I still have got Rosemary's baby on my shelf and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I do have a really hard time with him because it's yeah. the money thing and we know what he's been doing with it. Yeah, so absolutely. That's the one for me.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's hard to, because it's, it. The Me Too movement is part of so many different things that it's no, it's so hard to know how far back to go with it. Because it's like uh, assault is not about sex, it's about power. Mm -hmm. Um, Power is related to like toxic masculinity, which is a major problem in Hollywood and power and all that shit. And like which is also part of like war. (laughs) And like Roman Polanski's parents were put into camps because of war. So it's like me Too and World War II are not that fucking far apart from each other. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it all, That's the root of the issue is like how do we raise boys now um, into men that think that uh, that that understand equal partnerships and don't feel like they need to like dominate somebody else right. to, to to feel like they're a man of some kind. Mm-hmm. So it's like that I feel like it's like it's a two part discussion where it's like okay don't don't give money where wherever you can because also nobody's perfect. It's like, there's, y- you can't cut yourself off from everything. It's like, um, I... I personally, like I, I won't shop on Amazon cause I, I don't like, I'm terrified of what they're doing to the world. Mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody that does. It's not a big deal, but I also like I'll buy clothes from target. I don't know where they come from, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like y- you draw your lines where you can. And if yeah. everybody is conscientious of a few things, then I think it all adds up eventually.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But like the, other, so that's the one side is like where your money goes. And the other side is like, okay, how do we be There's proactive? Also, before you go to the other side, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: also want to, in terms sure. of uh, where your money goes, one mm-hmm. thing that I recommended, uh, back when Wonder Wheel came out, which mm-hmm. ended up did up being a problem because no one saw Wonder Wheel. But I, I went, to, I saw a press screening of it. Meaning, I yeah. didn't pay for it, and I did think it was a good movie. And mm-hmm. so I told people, hey, if you're gonna go see Wonder Wheel, yeah, um, donate the same amount uh, you mm-hmm. spend on your ticket to rain or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That was another idea. Anyway, I just
2: <laughs> yeah. A- well, and it's it's interesting. Like the money is really important because like. Y- <laughs> these people will keep still keep getting chances and it's not like there aren't brilliant artists like if anything i think this has just taught us how many people have not gotten to show how brilliant they are because they Mm -hmm. they were terrorized out of this so for every plansky or every woody allen like how many women or people of color or, or men that were assaulted um left or like are damaged beyond like repair because of this industry and the way it's set. So it's like, it's important I think to really prop up different diverse voices. So it's like that becomes a wider net that we can find those, that it isn't as much of a financial risk for those production companies to take on, on different people. Um, so then that way they can like, you know, it, it just spreads the power around and it's like, Oh shoot. It's like, um what's her name? That just, um, a wonder woman's director.
1: Patty Jenkins <laughs>
2: wasn't her last movie. Was like forever ago, right?
1: Yeah, right. What was it? Was it was it Monster or was it something in between? Them? No, it's Monster. Monsters her last. That's movie. the last one.
2: Yeah. yeah, she did Monster, and she did Wonder Woman, and it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Monster wasn't. It's not like she was in you know director jail. Like no. Monster was a, like. It's <laughs> a yeah. great movie. And yeah. The success, one
2: Oscars, yeah. one made money. Like, but it's like, wh- how. In that span of time, like somebody like Woody Allen did X amount of movies, like, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Spacey got to star in X amount of things. And it's like I, the people at the top need to be shown that, oh, it's financially viable for things like Wonder Woman or like Black Panther and things like that. Or, like, you know, yeah. it's crazy. It's like they need to be shown, oh, no, people will spend money on this because mm-hmm. yeah. then that's what they'll pay attention to until they pay attention, they won't pay attention to anything else beyond that. Because they're like, no, no, the news cycle will pass it by, you know, whatever, right. it's fine.
1: And I love the word, like, yeah, you said, you Mm -hmm. mentioned Black Panther, there's Get Out, there's Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, there's Time, all these movies, but there's also, like there's a, this week, the big movie that's out mm-hmm. is rampage. It's terrible, yeah. but yeah. the leads are yeah. Dwayne Johnson and Naomi Harris, like yeah. two non-white leads. Yeah. And it's not e- like now it's, it's like not even a big deal, yeah, which yeah. I think is fantastic. Even Dude, though uh, I, again, I've seen the movie. It's fucking terrible. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it's awful.
2: I'm sure it's awful, <laughs> but, but it's great that it exists. But it's, it's super cool. There's like
1: no one, it's not a big, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm still probably going to see
2: it. <laughs> oh, uh, movie pass baby. Yeah. yeah. I saw Ferdinand. I don't give a fuck. I saw Ferdinand. Yeah. <laughs> I was like sure yeah I'll see anything that's out now I don't care <laughs> I love my theater but like um, yeah I a lot of people like fun of the Fast and Furious movies I love them very deeply and they are a very diverse cast and always have always have been that nobody really talks about or Vin Diesel like does not get his due <laughs> seems like he's like a good dude that's really bad at social media who's like yeah. very awkward in interviews and he's always just like he's just like quietly the lead of the biggest franchise in the world
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> although now speaking of Twayne mm-hmm. Johnson, yeah, because they don't like each other, yes, and now, especially in the social media age, mm-hmm. everyone has to pick a side, yeah, and I feel like Vin Diesel might have picked a fight that he's gonna lose <laughs> you know what I mean we can no longer have nuanced opinions anymore in the Twitter I, age I you, or the Facebook age you it's have to be on the side of one thing or another thing personally and, uh, I'm
2: on Tyrese's side
1: <laughs> wherever Tyrese falls is where I fall <laughs> I'm on uh, Michelle Rodriguez's side yeah yeah <laughs> um, and I've I've only ever seen the first Fast and Furious which didn't have Michelle Rodriguez in it maybe maybe that's why I didn't yeah. go back to the franchise because there was no Michelle Rodriguez yeah. well, she, she wasn't the first one wasn't
2: she, she is but barely <laughs> I recommend a way to watch them to you and all of your listeners.
1: Is is this like the Star Wars thing where you watch mm. the first two, then the prequels, no, no, then no, no, Jedi? No.
2: I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> um, basically, you need to watch them as if it is a very high production TV show that you see weekly. Okay. So pick it pick a night, be like, we're gonna watch Fast One on Tuesday. Like uh-huh. every Tuesday night for like seven or eight <laughs> weeks now, watch a fast and furious movie. Because the world building is way more intricate than you would imagine. But like uh-huh. weird characters from like the second movie come back in like the sixth and seventh movie. And you're like, what, why
1: are you, and why do we still they,
2: know about you? <laughs>
1: aren't they also like out of order? Like doesn't,
2: well, so it's one, two, three, f- wait, no, one, two, Tokyo drift technically takes place at the end of, um, seven, it falls right there. <laughs> like, and,
1: and, so I love this. You're joking. No, no, no I'm, this. Not,
2: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one. Tokyo drift is the one that's out of order. Tokyo okay. drift because is like,
1: there's a character who dies in Tokyo drift. Yeah, yeah. Who's then in the next mm-hmm. few. Yeah.
2: And he's an amazing character. Um, his name's is Han Solo <laughs> 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 and he is from Japan and he's amazing. I love him. He's always eating in every scene. He's always got a sandwich. It's like oh, jughead. Like, uh,
1: Oh I, yeah. I was going to go with the more recent, uh, Brad Pitt notions 11 reference. That too. Also always eating. Yeah. And in Moneyball. He's yeah. always eating in Moneyball. Is that true? Yeah. I only saw Moneyball Moneyball the one time. It's pretty good. Mm. Um, you didn't like it, but it was my favorite movie that year. Yeah.
2: No rapists
1: um, that we know of. Yes. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> let Although let there was <laughs>
1: that thing where Brad Pitt, like, mm. might have gotten drunk and hit his kid or something. Remember that?
3: Oh, yeah.
1: It was like on their private jet or something, and it was like. Yeah. I think it directly well, led like to them splitting up. Part and, of those
2: split up. But yeah, um,
1: this is all alleged. I would, Yeah. Yeah. But um, the one thing I learned from that story um, is that uh, Los Angeles County social workers have like mm-hmm. most of them are positioned by you get cases that are near where your yeah. office is, but they have a celebrity team. God. Like there are social workers who only work with celebrities. That was something I learned from the uh, uh, the Brad Pitt uh, Angelina Jolie
2: case. Man, of all the NDAs that I want to see broken, <laughs> <with> that <laughs> woo. Oh, that's a book that we'll never read. <laughs> There's probably um, some crazy stuff there. But you know, you that know. actually
0: brings something up. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, no, I, no, no. I interrupted your no, Fast and, no, and Furious no, no, thing.
2: No no, 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 I'm done. I'm done talking about Fast and Furious. Everybody watch it. Uh, they don't need me to promote them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna do okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, the the Brad Pitt thing you mentioned got me thinking about the Alec Baldwin thing. Mm-hmm. uh from a few years ago where he there was a, a answering machine yeah. where he was yelling at his daughter mm-hmm. and and his uh, at that point ex-wife. Yeah. Um and it's very interesting that like he was still like mm-hmm. that's that's rough stuff. Yeah. And he was still like allowed mm-hmm. to have a career not merely by yeah. studios but by us. Like yeah. he was a, he's a beloved Mm-hmm. Figure partially because of Thirty Rock, but now he's you know he's doing Trump Don't on Trump SNL and stuff,
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: and I feel like. But even he pissed he, some people off on Twitter recently. Oh, Did he? Well, I because think, there was a okay. thing about the. Um, sorry, um, the um, the 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 lack of uh, out. Um, gay people who have been a uh, part okay, of the SNL okay. cast,
2: yeah, him oh, and Adomi okay. and got into it, yeah. yeah.
1: And Alec Baldwin, I guess, being well at this point, long time friends with Laura Michael, kind of came to his, yeah, defense and then got into, uh, yeah, got mm-hmm. into a thing with a friend of the podcast, James Adomi, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They've, they've gone, they've butted heads a couple times on Twitter, interesting. yeah, yeah, because it's all, um, I mean, I love James because he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And he's talked about how, like, um, Anthony Atamanik's Trump, he auditioned for SNL, mm-hmm. and Alec Baldwin does a very watered down version of that impression. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, show us how Trump works. Cool. We're yeah. just going to put a famous person in there instead, allegedly. Yeah. Who knows? Um, what was the point I was going yeah, to make? Yeah, I'm made? sorry. Oh,
1: you were talking about Alec Baldwin. The, and Alec Baldwin. You- yes. That I
2: think
0: okay. something that, yeah, is, I remember. that is good mm-hmm. with an asterisk. Um is that like if that were to happen, mm-hmm. if that if that whole thing were to happen were to have happened six months ago, um, I think he wouldn't have gotten away with it. I don't no. think like I think everything about what's happening right now, yeah. uh like when something is exposed, it stays exposed. Like, yeah. I think Kevin Spacey is done. Yeah, I like think so too. forever. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and well, people, I, people I, I, speculate
0: on like Louis C.K. that he might come back
1: at some point in the future. Yeah, but like a lot of these people are know. just done. It's yeah. hard to see it, and I yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard people speculate about, about Louis C.K. I don't know how it happens. Um, yeah. I yeah, I, I don't. Uh, maybe it's being too into like the comedy world, but it also feels like T.J. Miller is not mm-hmm. uh, going to recover. I don't think. As he said, might. You know, he had, a, yeah. a,
2: a Aziz, thing. Aziz might cause that article was like very poorly written and had like weird salacious details that didn't, in my opinion, held the
1: story correctly. Hmm. Uh, Oh, right. And then the author like, uh, said some ignorant stuff after I think. Yeah, so, yeah. I
2: think it was just, it was not like, the thing is like the journalism around these things needs to be locked down airtight. Yeah. You have to do your due diligence. And because otherwise you open it up to, he said, she said, anything's possible. Like you need sources, you need to like, you need that kind of stuff. And that particular article was, was not done. I'll be curious to see if anything else comes out or not.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And I think that'll determine what, what's happened with that. It's interesting because I think that like, it's not a coincidence. This is all happening at the same time. Since we've elected Trump before. Oh, undoubtedly. Like, like yes. because I think for a long time, a lot of people, and especially women, have been like, you know what? Karma's gonna get them eventually. About like anybody that's assaulted you or has done something shitty, and you're like, you know what? I can like pick a fight and ruin my career now and make this the thing that everyone knows me for. But justice will prevail, surely, eventually. And then uh we elect a alleged rapist to the white house and then everyone's just like oh yeah oh no we we have to be the justice because right. it's not yeah. actually going to work itself out and i think that's just been the thing that everyone's like well okay if this can happen then like okay then who's going to take care of the person that did all this stuff to me
0: right like it's it it's it's not going to come from the top down no. it's going to have to be like this mm-hmm almost like going up the ladder yeah. A bit. Starting with, like, a boss. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, head of a studio or something
1: like yeah. that. Yeah. What, uh, at, at what point, because there are still, you mentioned there are all, there, there's still, you know, I mean, Gary Oldman, obviously that stuff is um, yeah. hard to, I mean, there's yeah, nothing yeah. proven or whatever, but, yeah, yeah. you know, there's stories about him, mm-hmm. but Kobe Bryant also won an Oscar this year. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know? Which is...
2: Offensive on even, so many yeah, levels. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and like that's one that everyone knew when that yeah. happened. In what is it in in Denver, or whatever, in yeah, yeah. the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, is is there, are, are we putting a statute of limitations on Me Too? Are we saying like I, uh, I know? Like, is this? Yeah, are we well, all forgetting? I think it's.
2: I think it is part of the. It's part of the money thing because it's like you can be fighting. The people on top need, really need to see that, oh, like, Kobe and all these people, like, aren't... The jerseys aren't selling anymore. Like, the people aren't coming out and paying appearance fees and stuff like that. People need to see that stuff. Because you can be a person on, on the internet every day and be like, this person's bad, this person's bad. You can spend your whole life doing that. And the people at the top will still always be like, mm, yeah, but nobody knows you and you're still going to buy stuff. So I don't actually care. You know, like, the whole... We, we live in a consumer culture that is built around, you know, making you consumers. And if you start questioning and consuming ethically, then I think it becomes, um, you know, that's when those people get scared, you know.
1: So I, I know we're a movie podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, to stick with the, the sports thing, do you yeah. think that do you think. Athletes basically get away with it more because women have less voice and power in the world of sports. Um, mm-hmm. I know you uh, mm-hmm. know who Patrick Kane is of the Chicago Blackhawks,
2: yeah. right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> vaguely, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. But I
1: feel like we talked yeah, about yeah, this yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last time because your um, your boyfriend, My boyfriend, is a big a, a Chicago fan. sports
2: fan. Oh, he's he's walked he's walked back the Blackhawks since right. all that because stuff of went down. The Patrick down.
1: Kane thing, and he, yeah. yeah. I mean, now I've, you know charges were dropped uh, mm-hmm. in the particular case in Buffalo against Patrick Kane, but yeah. he has a Um, Much like T.J. Miller, he has a uh, long-documented history of assholish behavior, uh, beating up a cab driver at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, And yet he's still, because Mm -hmm. he's one of the better players and he's, I guess, a good-looking guy, he's still at the forefront, not only the Blackhawks, but a lot of the NHL Mm -hmm. uh, uh, advertising, a lot of the marketing, you know, still features Patrick Kane because I think the people who care and are bothered by this Mm -hmm. don't have enough of a voice in sports, maybe, whereas... Uh, in entertainment, maybe more so still not not equal like it should no. be, but uh, maybe no. a little bit more so
2: no, I think that's absolutely true well, and also it's like we've elevated sports to the place of like like football takes place when church is happening do you know what I mean <laughs> like the the national anthem is played, and we we're, were we've politicized it like the army invests money in the NFL to make it the patriotic sport. Like we've elevated sports. And we also talk about politics in terms of sports. Like we've Mm -hmm. made everything. So like, this is, this is you to be, you must be like, you're, you're defined by the things you consume. And like, you are these sports fans. These are the things that you love and this is your identity. So it becomes more, it becomes more than just like the team that you like. It's like, Oh you don't like the Blackhawks. You don't like me. Is mm-hmm. like what sports has like the marketing has has yeah. turned it into for a lot of people.
0: And I think honestly, to go from sports to politics, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being where I am politically mm-hmm. on the right, like yeah. admittedly not a not a Trump person, like, and not knowing
1: <laughs> big, th- big of so, you to admit so, that. Yeah, a <laughs> well, yeah. big of you to admit that you're not a Trump person. Yeah, <laughs> I like to say it because people never know.
3: But yeah. here's
0: why. Here's mm-hmm. why. Because. I know people that you would not assume mm-hmm. would have voted for him, and that and that did. Yeah. they didn't like doing it, mm-hmm. but they did it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And and then the number of people I know that even that when he became the nominee, they were not in favor of him in the primary. Yeah. But when he became the nominee, they're like, "All right, we gotta we gotta Which you know it happens. Uh, there are people that are like. Big pro Bernie people that really did not like Hillary, and everyone said like, Mm -hmm. "No, we got to gather around." It's not unusual, but, but with Trump, he's
3: he's
0: different in a lot of ways. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But and the way we saw like people Mm -hmm. who would normally condemn pretty much everything about him, and to see them line up, yeah. Because he represents them mm-hmm. and an attack on him is somehow an attack on them. It's like, well, that's only true if you align yourself with him, but they it's, made you know,
2: the deploy, I mean, the, de- the basket of deplorables is the dumbest thing Hillary ever could have done. Cause she mm-hmm. gave them a brand. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, Oh, I'm a deplorable frog. I'm a yeah. deplorable Pepe. That's what I am. This yeah. is my branding. Like, I mean, that's the one thing, Trump's a monster, uh, but he is very good at marketing and branding. And that is the world that we live in. He understands consumers, you know? And he's like, Oh, I know how to like market myself to the people that are desperate for identity versus like willing to live in the complexity in between.
0: And that's, you know, and that's why, I mean, he was, he was a, lifelong Democrat until a few, yeah. until a few years ago until and he I saw the he, hole. yeah yes he mm-hmm. saw if had there been a hole like in the Democratic Party oh, yeah. he would have started saying whatever yes. needed to be heard there absolutely and I don't know if he would have been uh, accepted but yeah. if if there is a a group that feels like they're not being catered to like that's mm-hmm. the nature of populism it's like mm-hmm. I'll just say what they need me to say yeah. and it'll be fine like mm-hmm. he is a he's a on salesman at, the, yeah, at that point, but um, absolutely. So, I want to get back to my asterisk, yes. Um, and I was excited <laughs> that I didn't get that. I was excited, it's like, oh, it's gonna be a while, yeah. since I get there. The Alec Baldwin thing, mm-hmm. okay, c- to bring this back to, to movies and, and TV and said, let's and I said, like, if that had happened now, he might be done at least mm-hmm. for a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's say this, let's say it had happened then. Mm-hmm. On one hand, it's like, well, good. I, you know, he needs to be, see that there are consequences to speaking to your own kid that way. But then the other part of me is like, ah, I probably wouldn't have gotten thirty rock then, though. <laughs> He's really fucking good on thirty rock, <laughs> you know. And that's now obviously a kid's emotional mm-hmm. uh, stability is much more important yeah, than yeah. thirty rock For sure. or than my entertainment or, or anything like that. But that is the dilemma. Like, as as somebody who likes. I mean, you said, like, how far back do we go? Well, Hitchcock wasn't the best person in the world. No, no, exactly not. (laughs) I'm not going to stop watching Vertigo, which is the most of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, or Psycho or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And it's because I made a choice, and mm -hmm. the choice, I guess, is artistic engagement, but only because that stuff is already canon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's also just, like where is the culture at with stuff at certain points? Sure. And that doesn't excuse it, but it's like, if you can put everything always needs to be put in context of just like, okay, he was not great, obviously at that time, but like, it was something that was known and it really sucks that like the definition of progress is to progress. And mm-hmm. the fact that Hitchcock couldn't exist today is a victory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, that's a I that's mean, hopefully a great point. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. He could
2: be a president, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah.
3: uh,
1: but uh, I wanted to bring up something. That, um, mm-hmm. I should think of another example to use than than TJ Miller. It's just with it, yeah. it just happened the bomb thing and Deadpool two is coming out. Yeah. But the difference between say Vertigo and Deadpool 2 is that <laughs> you know what I can't think of one
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that <laughs> diagram is two circles <laughs> uh, um, uh,
1: so um, mm-hmm. uh, Vertigo if you're watching and enjoying Vertigo mm-hmm. most of that is because of Albert Hitchcock whereas I don't know I, I didn't see the first Deadpool so I'm not sure how big a role he has but it's a it's supporting role yeah yeah right so it's like is it possible to still enjoy a movie if only mm-hmm. a part of it, you know, if it, like mm-hmm. to go back to what Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott was saying about Kevin Spacey, a supporting actor yeah, Uh in, mm-hmm. in all the money in the world, is it like, what's the, where do you guys stand on the ethics of enjoying something when the person is not the sole responsible member? You know what I'm saying?
2: I mean, I think it comes down to, at least for me, it's, it goes back to being an ethical consumer where it's like, if I want to see this, then I think you should also do something helpful or good in another way where it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to see Deadpool too, but I'm going to donate the same price of that ticket to the downtown women's shelter in Los Angeles or something like do like try to always like balance like where that money goes. And if you can't afford to do that, then which one's more important ultimately
1: to your, to your soul, you know,
2: (laughs) at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's like the, um, the saying, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to go out. Yeah. This, if yeah. you, if you can't I've afford, never heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
3: Um,
1: uh, I haven't yeah. tipped in years. <laughs> <laughs> <kidding>. uh, <laughs> uh, this is the same thing. If you can't hang afford on. to donate to the shelter, you can't mm-hmm. afford to see Deadpool two. All right.
0: Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we got in the days of movie pass? Mm-hmm. Then it's all about time. Yeah. And how much time? I mean, obviously but you're no, paying money. The, the and it's movie still pass is still paying for the. Yeah, yeah. So
1: the, the movie is still getting the money if you use movie pass. You do
0: understand
2: how that works. Look, <laughs>
0: from, a sa- from a personal <laughs> sacrifice standpoint, yeah. you know, we tend to measure things out in money, mm-hmm. but obviously time is important as well. And so, if you take away the money thing for us, mm-hmm. the the consumer uh, and the viewer is the dilemma still the same? Is it just like, uh, we know we're giving it money, but we're not giving it money, except we kind of are. It's, it's very complex. Like we're not seeing that leave our
1: wallet or anything like that. Well, yeah. Then you can spend the time volunteering. Yeah. I was going to say, then I would challenge you to to
2: spend that time elsewhere. I need to
1: put my money where my, (laughs) I need to put my time where (laughs) my mouth is. Since, since Trump, I have been, Way better about regularly donating mm-hmm. mon- my money to causes mm-hmm. that I believe in, which, by the way, side note, results in getting so much fucking junk mail oh, that yeah. I'm like,
2: it's crazy. At this point, the
1: Southern Poverty Law Center has been more money yeah. sending me shit than I've given them, I think.
2: <laughs> I know. <But> it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but, um, uh, I haven't been as good at uh, I haven't been good at all, really, at actually uh, volunteering. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is a shame because I come from St. Louis, Missouri, which is has the highest number of volunteer hours per capita of really? any city in the country.
2: Come oh. on, St. Louis! Yeah. damn, that's good.
1: Yeah. Weird. No, nah, I think it's because it's I think it's a Catholic thing because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're uh, scared not to. Yeah, you're yeah you're <laughs> exactly. not you're, Catholics aren't saved through faith alone. It's faith and works. You have to you have to help the sick and the poor and, Plus and they're stuff. They're
2: terrified of having more kids because they can't afford <laughs> them. So they're like, Oh God, let's just go volunteer. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, just wear ourselves out. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> at the soup kitchen for five hours. honey. <laughs> well, I think there's also something, there is something to that too, I think, because I think like people in general have a really hard time with concrete empathy versus abstract empathy. Mm. And I think like, and to me, this played out a lot in the election as well. Like, these it's all tied together where people in cities have a really are really good at like empathizing with like people that are diverse that like you can understand different points of view like different you see you see it you're like oh cool i under i have friends that are trans i have friends that are that are gay and bi and you know black and indian and everything okay and um but it's really hard for us to have empathy for people from rural areas and be like why wouldn't you just leave Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just leave the farm that your family's had for five generations? Why? Why'd you marry the girl from high school? Like, it's it's hard for us to put ourselves there because a lot a lot of people left that situation, and in the reverse, it's really hard for people from those places. They have a lot of empathy for like the mine is shut down and I, my whole family is on assistance programs because there's no industry here and nobody will come here and we can't even get good wireless and like nobody seems like they care. Um, But it makes, it's really hard for them to have abstract empathy for people that live in cities. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of the me too thing is also like we have concrete empathy for these figures that, have entertained us and we've loved them and you know we they've given us a lot of joy in life and like that's who we have our concrete empathy for but it's hard to have abstract empathy for like a one-line blight item that you heard once or twice Mm -hmm. you know so i think it it really is important for people to volunteer at things like you know bad women shelters and, and, and 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 get that concrete empathy for like oh this is what happens this is this is actually the result and the consequence of of the thing that 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 I'm supporting.
1: And that's I and mean, that's kind of the impetus behind the actual Me Too thing in the first mm-hmm. place, is that the more women and mm-hmm. men who are victims yeah. um speak up, the more the rest of us realize that we might know someone. You know, know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, there was something else I was gonna say in there and I forgot what it was. Yeah. The the
0: specificity is something that I find interesting and I had this thought when um uh, James Toback uh, mm-hmm. director who his thing kind of went away because people don't know him that much, yeah. but in, but in, in film his circles
1: is, and his is particularly in terms of number of women, he's up there with yeah. Trump and Weinstein. In oh terms yes. of, oh wow. yeah. um, And I remember, and also weirdly you and I had ju- like, we had just talked the, about like days before the story broke. Oh. We had just talked about, like, I had gone on about a James Toback film that I particularly liked. Yeah. And then two days yeah. later, it was like, yes, yeah, 75 women have been, like, yeah. uh, assaulted or accosted by him. And
0: so I was reading this article that detailed, like, what he what mm-hmm. he would do. And I remember there was a specific—I apologize, everybody. This is going to get a little graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a uh, There was a phrase that was used over and over again that, like, mm-hmm. what he— you know, it was like groping and all that kind of yeah. thing, and then it specifically said and uh, that like he yeah. would make himself ejaculate in his pants, mm-hmm. and I and they said it a few times, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I read that, I was like, ugh, yeah. Um, and then I thought, like, ah, did they really need to include that? And I thought, yes, yeah, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. In the same way that they need to specify what Louis C.K. was doing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's the difference. That's it's moving from abstract mm-hmm. to I forget what the concrete letter, yeah. to concrete, mm-hmm. like it's. Like you want people to be like, ugh, yeah, gross, yeah, That's horrible. I would hate if if anybody did that to me or anybody I know. Yeah. Whereas like harass, mm-hmm. well, who knows what that what actually does that means? Mean? You know? We've
2: all been harassed. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but like by saying those specific things, mm-hmm. I think it helps. It helps a lot.
2: Yeah, it really. I think it really does to be like this. This is what we're talking about. It's like when all of the when all the Co- like I mean we haven't even mentioned Cosby, but it's like when all the Cosby stuff yeah. came out, and you were like, oh, this is like a systemic methodical thing that he did over and over and over and over and over again. And you're like, Oh, he's, this is truly a monster. Like it, you, if you, you like when it first, I remember the rumors when they first heard it circulating that you just heard like very vaguely like, Oh yeah. I mean like groped some women in a dressing room. We like, you know, and it's like, Oh no, that's not actually (laughs) what happened at all. It's way worse than that. Um, Dozens of people.
1: I think there's a uh, maybe a small sign in progress from Cosby to Weinstein mm-hmm. um, in terms of how these things uh, broke, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's always been telling to me that for Cosby it wasn't until a man with a microphone stood up and said something that (laughs) we all paid attention. Whereas the Weinstein thing was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was women coming forward. And I, I feel like that at least if there's, if we can look for silver linings here, that I think shows some progress.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, like social media is like always going to be a catch 22 double edged sword, but I think it's really elevating voices that are important. I, (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about like the next thing and Seeing what happened to Spacey is really interesting because to me the we have not seen a wave of uh, Hollywood pedophiles be exposed yet. And like that is like a documented thing Mm -hmm. here. Like the Corys have talked about it. One of them basically OD'd because it ruined his life. You know, the other one is not doing great either. And fakes being stabbed. Yeah. 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 And so but that that I think is like the level of like Taste that people are like, I don't really don't want to read about that. Yeah. And so and it sucks because it's like that to me is like the next evolution of this. Yeah. Like I was we were just watching um The Client like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Brad Ranfro was so good. What mm-hmm. happened to that kid? Because he started doing drugs immediately yeah. and then was dead a, a year or two after that. Jonathan Brandis killed himself. Yeah. Like if social media had existed, now I'm not saying anything happened to them hundred percent. Like right. it could have just been, you know, uh, you know, but you look at like Judy Garland back in the day, it's like for forever. Like that's I, I, a I wonder huge if, problem here.
1: Um, uh, maybe this is, uh, again, me looking for a silver lining that, mm-hmm when it comes to pedophilia that push that push back that not wanting to yeah. uh, that resistance i wonder if that means that when the wave does crest or when the uh, rubber band does break that the reaction yeah. will be all the more forceful because I think it, it will because be. it will be this is so repugnant and yeah. now that we're at a point where we can't ignore it anymore mm-hmm. uh, maybe we'll move quickly and forcefully i can't yeah. watch any x men movies anymore now
3: <laughs>
1: um, i guess that's yeah. not
0: officially proven but, yet and also i, I think
1: it's look, mostly we're, yeah. look the 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 innocent until proven guilty thing that's that burden is on the courts yes. i am free to presume sure. guilt <laughs> as much as i want and i presume yeah. brian yeah. singer's guilt but that um you know my my first reaction there was to say ah, those movies aren't that good anyway but x-men 2 is really good and that gives us something else that I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that uh, I'm far from the first person to say this, but something's really stuck with me, I think um, you saw people when the Louis C.K. thing came out, mm-hmm. you saw a lot of people say, like, oh, that show, you know, he was never funny anyway, you see what he's sorry. Yeah. It's like, no, it's I think yeah. we need to be able to hold in our minds that someone that we're a fan of that mm-hmm. is talented can also have done these things. It doesn't oh, make yeah. them suddenly, it doesn't, like, mean that uh, yeah. that, that you have to, uh, and that, not that I'm, I'm not saying that to mm-hmm. like alleviate the guilt of enjoying master of none or parks and rec or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is be open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Don't be too, because I feel like people like you were saying about this, this, the, the, the personally identifying mm-hmm. with things, these works of art, you know, have touched, you know, I, I'm trying to think the, um, uh, the Mountain Goats, the band The Mountain Goats, yeah. the, that music has meant so much to me. And John Darnielle seems like the uh, seems like a wonderful, wonderful man. Yeah. But I need to be able to have. I need to be able to cognitively understand that if something came, if the truth mm-hmm. was revealed by John Darnielle, I need to be able to accept it. Yeah. Uh, and even though for the last more than 15 years of my life, he's like, uh, he's, he's, he's had a huge impact on me.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I've talked about it on the show before, um, since second grade, Jim Carrey was like my childhood hero as a kid. Uh, this is not the same, but like when he was dating Jada McCarthy and all the anti-vax stuff was going on, mm-hmm. I had a really hard time with it because I was like, I love you so much, but you are so harmful to people right now. What yeah. are you doing. Sorry for all the anti vax listeners out there. Please don't send me hate mail.
1: Yeah, you can send it to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's please. I'll, I'll forward <laughs> you mine. It's fine. I, I have like a track on my album, uh, Making Fun of Anti-Vaxxers, and every six months I will uh-huh. <laughs> get a couple of very strongly worded emails that will just come out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? who's playing this one?
0: It, it does <laughs> seem strange. To, uh,
2: yeah. You know, it's, a couple times a year, they'll come after me, and I'm just like, I... And and basically the track is also me just like being furious like I don't I never even talk about Jim Carrey but I'm like furious at him basically it's like me working through that of just like how could you but you feel betrayed by somebody you know I mean like it's it's not the same thing but it's also like morally like I'm it's reprehensible not vaccinate your kids personally I think
1: but the first time the one only time I ever actually like had a conversation about this was mm-hmm. uh Thanksgiving 2005 Ooh. like with a, this is that's before a Antif- date <laughs> before, and before anti-vaxxers were a big thing yeah I was at like a friend's giving. Um, type thing. Uh, It was my first Thanksgiving here. I couldn't afford to to go Mm -hmm. back home. Um, And this couple came over with their kid and the guy was talking about, like, you know, uh, we're not going to vaccinate the kid, you know, because of, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Whatever Uh, all uh, the excuses are. Mercury, uh, But he he wasn't even talking about that. um, He was just talking about, like, human beings got fine, got by fine forever, which they didn't. No, they They didn't. didn't. (laughs) Um, You mean (laughs) they lived to, like, 30? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Uh, and, and, well, unless, yeah, unless they were women who died in childbirth at 14 or whatever. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and I, like, I wish I had known that this was a thing at the time. Cause at the time I yeah. was like, this guy's fucking crazy, yeah, um, yeah. but I didn't like <laughs> confront him about it. Yeah. Uh, not that mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that would have done, but um uh yeah, that's the only time I've ever actually like met an anti-vaxxer before that word even had taken root. Had a uh,
2: couple of audience members that, I haven't talked to me afterwards thankfully but the, I, the word has gotten back to me f- through somebody that like was in the audience they are like oh this woman was like out in the parking lot furious that you were like making fun of anti-vaxxers I'm like, cool she's crazy I hope she gets measles bye
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's yeah. uh, just to, this isn't really on topic right yeah. now but, it's, <laughs> but uh, a common thing that Jimmy Pardo talks about mm-hmm. is uh, the idea of not in my backyard yeah. which is that like yeah, I'm sure that woman mm-hmm. was fine with anybody else you made fun of, yep. and you probably oh, made God. fun of a fair number. Oh yeah, but then it comes to me, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, yeah. that's out of line. Literally everybody else is fair game, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? You don't understand. This is important to me. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the team she signed up for. That's the jersey she's wearing. She's wearing an anti-vaxxer jersey. And it's like, oh, God, the jersey is covered in disease. What are you you thinking? Jeez. (laughs) But it's like I have thought about, like, people that I look up to. Like, I mean, I. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum would break my heart. Yeah. You know? I mean, but it's also, like, somebody like him where he has, like, a very long and sorted history with women, not sorted actually. No, like, like he's, he was a Lothario for a long time, but it was always consensual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone that's ever dated him has like a great story about him. Like you can be a player. Oh God. I mean, he's
1: just, (laughs) yeah. Based on the opinions of, I'm going to say every straight woman I've ever met. Yeah. I almost can't imagine Jeff Goldblum making an unwanted sexual advance. <laughs> no, I really don't
2: think, so. I really don't think that's possible. Actually. <laughs> he's uh he's great. I have friends that just want to go see if you ever are visiting Los Angeles, he has a jazz night on uh, Tuesdays
1: or Wednesdays. It's Wednesdays at Wednesday. the Rockwell. Yes. yeah, And
2: I, it's amazing. Have you been? I've
1: n- I've been? No, my, my wife's been, I, oh. I, I didn't I didn't want to go with you, that. Yeah, I want yeah. yeah, to, yeah. want to cock block.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where's that? That's blockers. The sequel. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, High school freshman going to Jeff Goldblum's jazz night. <laughs> just like and then John Cena's like, oh, the guy from the fly, what's going on? <laughs> um
1: well this on a happy note is maybe a good place to start looking towards wrapping up. Sure. Yeah, if yeah. anyone has any uh any anything they wanted to get in on the conversation before they we, we wrapped up.
2: I mean I think it's it's just uh it was being cognizant and conscious of and conscientious of how you spend your time and money and thinking like um, Alec Baldwin is amazing in 30 Rock mm-hmm. but I was like trying to think when you were saying that I was like who, who else would have been really good in that role right
1: sure yeah and
2: it's like that role is so well written but I could see a lot of people being really good at it like you know throw Brian Cranston in there or something
1: you know who else was good on 30 Rock Margaret Cho yeah she ruled <laughs> let put her in the <laughs> yeah. Jackie Donaghy. There okay. you go.
2: Get Daryl Hammond to do an impression of Alec Baldwin. Done. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I like He, he could use the work. Yeah, Marcus, um, right.
0: And it does, I, you know, from a, I guess, obviously, because we spend money on these things, that's always going to be a mm-hmm. part of it. But, you know, where I get not so much tripped up, but where I think it becomes more complex for me is the idea that. The, the very real to kind of piggyback on what you were saying like the very real fact that absolute monsters can still have tremendous insight into the human condition yeah and that you could actually benefit from that insight is like really difficult to deal with it's like yeah, yeah but other people probably have that insight it's like yeah but maybe they don't express, express it quite as well yeah i don't know
1: yeah well i mean if if we taught I, I think if we taught kids a more uh, compre- comprehensive American history, we'd maybe at a younger age learn mm-hmm. that the people who founded the very great ideals of this country is sure. built on also yeah. like how it had slaves and shit. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. uh, and should phrase maybe, it like that. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, That yeah. Would be an, Id- sure. that an Id- I, But it, I think at a young age it would be mm-hmm. yeah. uh, helpful to get into into kids' heads the idea that like— uh, OK, uh, you know, the American experiment and democracy and, mm-hmm. and, and and freedom and the Bill of Rights and all, all these things are great for all of these reasons. And also our country the was, you know, founded uh, our government was founded by slave mm-hmm. owners and our uh, country. The very existence of our country happened on the back of a literal gen- genocide yeah. Yeah. Um, carried out over hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to carry both of those yes. things in our head at the same time. Yeah. And it's and it, I think it
0: teaches us to not put our fa- this is going to sound cynical. I don't mean for it to not put our f- our absolute faith in like people yeah because if you do that, like you are guaranteed to be let down at some point, mm-hmm. um and that could be like even a spouse like yeah like, oh, this person is gonna make life worth living for me. It's like mm-hmm. well, that puts a lot of pressure on them, yeah, <laughs> uh, and whether it be like a politician or a or a celebrity or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um if you put it on them, then you know if you were a huge Kevin Spacey fan like you're mm-hmm. You're like devastated yeah and and understandably so absolutely but, uh, but at the same time like if it's if it's about I you know ideas or something that he might he might have been like striving for in his work or like as you mm-hmm. said like the I, the ideas behind the American experiment like it's difficult, but it's mm-hmm. living in as my as my pastor has said living in that tension. Yeah. It's very difficult. But that is kind of what it is to be a
1: human.
2: Yeah, that's what it means to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Unfor- and you know, unfortunately and unfortunately.
1: Um I know I see we're wrapping up, but I'm gonna bring up something that I feel like could end up <laughs> causing more of a conversation oh boy. uh in terms of um I guess I guess forgiveness is the word. Um oh, sure. But uh not necessarily forgiveness of these perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Um I think that um they're uh their their victims are free mm-hmm. to forgive and whatever it's that's yeah. a, to each his own but brandy what 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 do you say to say a friend of yours who's like, I understand everything you're saying, I agree with everything you're saying, but uh, I like Deadpool, I'm gonna go see Deadpool too, and I'm not gonna do anything about it like yeah. is it okay like can you still be friends with that person?
2: I mean, if they were like an asshole about it right no, but if they were just really like, ah, it's, all it's like um yeah yeah i mean i i could still be friends with with a person that that sees it and it's like yeah i mean it's we all it's the same thing as like i don't shop on amazon we all hopefully there is something else in their life or like i think it's important to also like um uh if somebody isn't thinking about that be like well why aren't you thinking about it what Mm -hmm. what is the thing that i'm that i that i'm that i see that you're missing that like i can maybe extend to you it's like it will always be a teachable moment i think you know and it's you know you can disagree with people and like love them and yep. and and you know come to completely different conclusions as long as it isn't like hurting anybody and it's like all right yeah you see deadpool two. it's like it's not gonna be very good number one <laughs> um, i love the first one i don't think the second one's gonna be very good um and
0: i like that josh brolin
2: though As Cable, I think that's going to be pretty good. It's a good casting. It is. It's a really good... And the thing that's really annoying about Deadpool 2 is that, like, they... The first movie is so self-aware and breaks the fourth wall so much that cutting TJ out would be so easy.
1: Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter said if any movie... Sense it all the money in the world could get away with yeah. recasting mm-hmm. with Christopher Plummer. <laughs> I, I yeah. was going to say, <laughs> yeah, seriously.
2: Oh, it will be so fun. Christopher Plummer's just cleaning up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> this is a, me too is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> it's and like parts all over the place. You're nominating me for an Oscar for Deadpool two as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. man, man,
2: bring it in. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think it's just like, um, yeah, just like figuring out what, also getting people to, to realize that like, hey, them, like TJ assaulting somebody, he's also been lying to you about sure. who he is. Like mm-hmm. you are also a, a much further down the line victim, but you were also a victim of his lies. And he, you know, it, it, like like all of these people, it's like, oh, they portrayed themselves one way and they told you that these are the things I believe in. And I, I, I made you, you know, I made you think about things in Chinatown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it's also it didn't come from an honest place, you know what I mean? Where it's like that doesn't discount the work, but it's yeah. also like it adds a layer of malaise and lies on top of it. I think,
0: and it might have come from an honest place, but an internal honesty, not an yes. honesty that he's sharing with you, mm-hmm. um, so that you can never have the full the fullest conversation possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I see what you mean. That's that's yeah. a good
2: point. I think about like I think the only person in Hollywood that would tr- truly devastate me would be. If some if something came out of a Patrick Stewart but I don't think that's possible because I think he's like actually the closest to a saint that California has <laughs> um, but he I think a lot about him because he for a long time was really involved with um, his his dad hit him and his mom when he was a kid he was very involved in like domestic abuse charities like very op- openly spoke about them like supported them a lot did a lot of stuff with that and then maybe like five years ago somebody was talking to him very in-depth about about his dad and realized that his dad had fought in World War One, And before the war, it wasn't a problem. But when he came home from the war, that's when all the abuse started because yeah. he had horrible PTSD mm-hmm. because it was on front lines of World War One. And Patrick Stewart was like, this, it blew his whole mind open because he was like, this doesn't explain, this doesn't make what my dad did okay whatsoever, but... PTSD is also a problem that I need to give my time to as well now yeah. because then I can, that is related to domestic abuse Not and not everybody that has PTSD is an abuser. I'm not saying that, yeah. but it's like, it's like, Oh, let me get more. This is a way to get more at the root of the problem. That is the thing that I'm passionate about. So I think it's like always just being like, okay, well, how how far back can we rewind this to figure out what the problem is? You know. Yeah, it's there was a documentary a few
0: years ago called Bully that is mm-hmm. good. It's effective in a lot of ways, but there are there are a couple moments that like really, um, really got to me, and it's mm-hmm. partially because you know when I was in elementary school I was you know, an overweight kid and mm-hmm. uh very jealous of, of other kids and I took it out on them. Yeah. I didn't beat them up or anything. But like verbally, I was yeah. I was an asshole. And I think it I think it'd probably be safe to say that I was a bully. I certainly mm-hmm. felt like it at the time. And and there's a very there's a very specific story about like a kid that had been making fun of me mm-hmm. and I was in sixth grade and one day I had and it and I tried to laugh it off and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I and then one day on the playground like i think i saw what i knew was his jacket mm-hmm. and i like threw it in like mud or whatever mm-hmm. and a teacher saw that mm. and they and she like pulled me in yeah. and it turns out the kid had like hurt himself on the playground that's why he'd left his jacket behind so he's there <laughs> yeah. with his mom he's crying
1: <laughs> you added literal <laughs> insult to injury I did.
3: <laughs> but
0: but i walk up and yeah. and you know and his mom mm-hmm. says like Why would says to me like why would you do that? Mm -hmm. And seeing that he was crying, I opted to just say like I don't know, like I I didn't want to do that. Yeah, Yeah. and down. But then when they like took me into the other other room to like call my mom, I then told her like, well, he's always making fun of me. He's always doing Mm -hmm. this, and and the woman who had taken me in was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like in that instance. Mm You know, there there's, there is something to be said. Not that I would consider myself a monster at all, and I don't yeah. even consider that to be like an instance of me bullying someone. But yeah. um, you know, it's it's important to like separate mm-hmm. the victims from the people from the the the, the let's say monsters, the mm-hmm. monsters that have done terrible things yeah. with them. But it's also important to understand like what me, what has made the monsters. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that Polanski is what's so interesting about Polanski is yeah. like when you look at like. Mm-hmm. He lost his family, yeah. and then when things started going okay, yeah. he lost his wife to a very high-profile and yeah. horrendous murder. And that doesn't excuse what he nope. did, but it's very difficult to know exactly what effect that can have on somebody's psyche. Exactly. And certainly, you know, I'd say there was a lapse in judgment, uh, yes. if nothing else, and yeah. it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be in, shouldn't mm-hmm. have gone to jail. Yeah. But I think it— it's again it adds to that to that tension it's very it'd be very easy for us to say like well these people are just you know they're just like that and it's like yeah. no but if no they're you, not you
3: know.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: and the more you know about like somebody's background the more you can recognize certain things maybe in your own background like okay mm-hmm. let's that's a red flag let's keep an eye on that
2: yeah yeah you know
0: no so, anyway, sorry, that was a long story. I apologize. no
2: it's, I mean no. It's, it's true though. it is that it's that duality of like living within yourself and like if you write them off as monsters, then you dehumanize them and they right. are part of humanity, so like you know nature versus nurture, but it's like we've something happened to push people over that edge, and it's right. like what happens afterwards is is unacceptable, but it's like if we can figure out how to prevent as much of that as possible, you know, I think that's like the the goal eventually
1: All right. well yeah. the goal here was to ha- have a an enlightening conversation i think we did it
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well thank you for coming uh, uh on the podcast brandy um, yeah anytime uh of course you uh can find us at battleship com. you can read my review of rampage uh if you want Ooh, I <laughs> um, can't wait <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'd be funny if that was what people took away from this. <laughs> yeah. so I, I really should read that review. Um, yeah. yeah um, and that's about So you can email us at David at battleship or Tyler at battleship You can uh, find me on Twitter at Davy pretension. You can find Tyler at Tyler pretension um more than one lesson is your other podcast and website yeah uh this week we are talking about oh we're doing another best picture profile of
0: the best picture 1949 which is all the king's men a film that certain political the certain uh, political climate we live in Mm -hmm. uh is uh kind of prescient and it's a great movie
1: all around so Hmm. check it out um and uh Brandy where can people find you on the internet
2: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brandazzle, um because I'm a gay magician <laughs> <laughs>
3: um
2: and um I my website is brandyposycom B-R-A-N-D-I-E P-O-S-E-Y and that has all of my like details for tours and stuff I'm always on the road you know here and there all over the place and then um I do a live show monthly in Los Angeles called Picture This that's really fun where we pair up comedians with animators and then they draw your jokes live behind you during your set and we get some like, like we have Liz Clemo is drawing this weekend and she is like the developer of, uh, the Simpsons style basically, which mm-hmm. is huge. So she's yeah. really a huge get. We just had the creator of Hey Arnold was just on, like we get big awesome. animators, which are super fun. How did they,
0: Okay. I've heard of the show. I've never yeah. seen it, mm-hmm. uh, partially because it always sounded stressful to me, <laughs> uh, on the part of the animators. Oh yeah. Like, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I mean, we get very specific people to like a lot of animators won't do it because okay. they can't handle a crowd, but it, you have to be certain people are into it and certain people, certain people are not. Okay. We've definitely had animators have panic attacks right before they're set. And we've really? had to be like, okay, well, when not you guys slide in instead? That's happened yeah. twice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Cause it's like, they're so used to, um, they're so used to like not getting that immediate feedback right but it's really I think it's really sweet watching the ones that get into it just like ride the high of like oh this is what an audience feels like yeah. like that's it's, it's, <laughs> it's endearing it's sweet well, and I, I also like I always set it up as like hey we're all just goofing around too so I try to keep right. the show loose and fun and like yeah. the audience doesn't expect like polished stuff because that isn't the charm of it okay yeah um, but we that's a uh, monthly to Virgil uh, in Los Angeles it's a free show com has all that info and I have a podcast called Lady to Lady. That's um, me very and fun. thank you with uh, Barbara Gray and Tess Barker. We have a fourth guest on every week and it's it's very fun and very, very, very silly.
1: <laughs> well, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.